The following is a listener-supported ministry from the Grace Evangelical Society. Hello, welcome to Grace in Focus. I'm glad you've made it to our discussion table today, and we have made it to our final program in Ruth. If you missed any of these episodes on Ruth, I think there's about seven or eight of them, uh, you can go to our website, faithalone.org, and find them there. And that website is good for other things as well. You can see more about our conference ministry, where one might be coming close to you. Also, our national conference coming up in May of 2023. You're certainly invited to that. And there's just a number of resources on the website as well. That's faithalone.org. All right, gentlemen, we are ready for the final discussion on the book of Ruth. Take it away. Okay, Philippe, we left off right near the end of the book of Ruth. And we were talking about the blessing that the women were giving to Naomi. I guess we didn't quite get there, did we? The prayer and the blessing they were giving to Naomi. So the women also, who were at the end of the first episode, when Naomi says, don't don't call me Naomi, don't call me Pleasant, call me Mara. Mara." So here at the (laughs) end, they reappear again. So we may call it a chorus of women who come at the beginning and here at the end. Yeah. To, to give their blessing and to give their prayer. Verse 14, the women said to Naomi, Blessed is Yahweh who has not left you without a redeemer today. And may his name become famous in Israel. May he also be to you a restorer of life, a sustainer of your old age for your daughter-in-law who loves you and is better to you than seven sons has given birth to him. Ruth is so exemplary. She is compared to seven sons, the ideal number of sons, the com- yeah. full completion that is there. And then the text goes on to talk about Naomi. Then Naomi took the child, laid him in her lap, and became his nurse. Taking the child in her lap is symbolic of Naomi giving birth to yeah. the child. So by that act, it's no longer the child of Ruth. It's the child of Naomi, uh, too. And she takes hold of him, and then the women give him a name. A son has been born, not to Ruth, but a son has been born to Naomi. Naomi. So they name him Obed. And here comes a surprise ending for those who have heard this account for the first time. And this... Son of Naomi is Obed. He is the father of Jesse, the father of David. Now, Naomi wouldn't have known that's what was going to be the outcome. But here, the seed, which is the seed of Abraham, now becomes David. Then the genealogy is not an appendix really to the book. It's really part of the theology of the book. So the... Genealogy takes us from Perez, the son of Judah, which culminates with David. So the book of Ruth becomes this very important book linking, again, the promise of Abraham to the promise made to David. And then this genealogy will be incorporated into the genealogy of Jesus in, in the book of Matthew. And Tamar is named Rahab is named yes. Ruth is named. In the genealogy of Christ. In the right. genealogy of Christ. So, again, this little book in this town that nobody really knew you know, anything about, this little insignificant town, 
And of course, she said, Michael later will make this little yeah. and significant town the birthplace of the Messiah. And insignificant you know, well people. And right. Naomi and Ruth. I yeah. mean, Naomi is a widow yeah, with poor. no prospects at all, yeah. except for her daughter-in-law, yeah. and then a Moabite woman. You know, and so, yes, ins- there's insignificance at the beginning mm-hmm. all throughout the story. Yes. Well, this is fantastic, Philippe. I have really enjoyed it, but we're not quite done because we want to talk about some application. So how can we apply? In fact, I have one. Can I start us out? You're the boss. You can do anything you want. Well, you know how they said that she would have a name or he would have, may his name be famous in Israel? Well, of course... Boaz's name becomes famous. Naomi's name becomes famous. Ruth's name becomes famous. Of course, you know, uh, all of the offspring along the line become famous. And it reminds me of the doctrine of rewards. Yes. Remember, Jesus says, he who confesses me before men, him will I confess for my father is in heaven. And in Revelation 3, 4 and 5, he talks about confessing the name and exalting the name of the overcomer. And this theme, which is big in the Old Testament of the name, you know, you don't want shame on the name, but you want to bring glory to your name and your family name. Well, in the same way, I think that's what's promised, right, for the overcoming believer. Yeah, the overcoming, yeah. He's, he's given a name that will be, be famous. And it's interesting, too. I'm not sure which one of the letters of the seven churches, the one that says, you know, erasing the name. Yeah, Revelation 3.5. Uh, Revelation 3.5. Well, it's not talking about the loss of everlasting life, but I think it's talking about the loss of reputation. And I'll pick up on that, too. And, uh, Philippe, I'm I'm curious if you would agree with this. I remember studying Ruth years ago, and there's a parallel between Orpah and the nearest relative that does not... Have a uh, name. Right. And so what we have is Orpah and this nearest relative... They act rationally. They go, wow, this is not in my best interest. Orpah goes back to Moab to find a husband. The nearest kinsmen say, yeah, I don't want to raise a kid that's going to inherit this land. I've got my own family I want to bless. And so what they did by the world standards was very rational. But Boaz and Ruth here go beyond that. Yeah, they're extraordinary. Yes, yeah, and so there's pe- a contrast. The people here. of God. Yes, and then there's a contrast too. Even though there's some parallels between Orpah and the man with no name. Right. Orpah has a name. She loved Naomi and would have been willing to come back with her. She returns, but she she still has a name. Right. Whereas the relative here has no name. So something when it comes to the matter of reward, that we're going to have no. No name, or they won't have a name. So that's part of the application. Uh, the whole matter of loyal love. We that's ought to good. be loyally loving. And also, when it comes to the providence of God and the faithfulness of God, God works things together for the good yes. to those who are faithful, and in essence, even where there's tragedy. When we trust him, something still extraordinary can be the outcome of our lives as we are simply faithful. And that may not be revealed until the judgment seat of Christ. Oh, absolutely. I'm also reminded of what the point you brought home so beautifully about several of the people here have prayers that they end up being part of the fulfillment. Yes. So isn't that one of the applications, too? Absolutely. As we pray today, God may use us to help fulfill our very prayers. Yes. The opportunity opens up, and will we step up when it does? You know, to, and that's part of it. You know, to be in prayer for each other, 
And when the opportunity comes to, if we have the opportunity to fulfill that prayer. And our rewards here are greater than we can imagine. Naomi, I mean, she thinks, wow, how blessed am I that I have this son now through, through Ruth. And Ruth, how blessed am I that, you know, I'm going to have these children I was barren before. But they have no idea where it's going, where it's going. going. Right. So the rewards, the blessings of the Lord for faithfulness is beyond. They weren't even imagining. Right. And and we know that it will go into the certainly the the kingdom, the millennial kingdom, and then beyond that into the new heavens and the new earth. And our excellent character and conduct now will have much greater reward than we can possibly imagine in and influence and capacity to serve and everything that we will have going on forever. Now, you had said that this had some sort of a connection with Romans 12, 1 and 2. Just the idea of dedication and faithfulness to the Lord, you know, in light of the mercies of God, present your bodies a living and holy sacrifice, fully acceptable to God, who is your spiritual service right. of worship. Don't be conformed, but be transformed right. by the renewal of your mind, so that you may prove what is the good and acceptable, you know, perfect will of God. So as we dedicate ourselves and simply faithful to use bodies, our lives for the Lord, somehow it ties into his overall purpose and, and plan. That goes beyond what we can even fully put together at this time. So, yeah. And I think that ties into Romans eight twenty eight. You know, he causes all things to work together for the good to those who are called according to his purpose. And so, again, that was Ruth and Boaz and, and Naomi, how God uses even the tragic aspect of our lives. We don't have time now, but, you know, as I have used the book of Ruth in the past, you know, I've incorporated some elements of my life. That shows, again, how God turns what at the time seems to be tragic events or illnesses and other losses and everything that we have. And as we just continue on faithfully, God may do some amazing things to transform. You know, that reminds me, I was just this last Sunday, I I spoke on uh, James 1, 1 to 11. And the main theme there is consider all joy, my brethren, when we encounter various trials. And so I gave some examples from my life, like you've given examples from your life. But Ruth is really about a really big trial, (laughs) right? (laughs) Naomi and Ruth experience what in that day would have been about the worst. This is a lot worse than losing a job. You've lost your husband. You've lost your sons. You've lost any opportunity for any meaningful livelihood. And in Ruth's case, she's even lost her culture. She's leaving Moab. Yeah, now she's going to another country she's never been. I assume she has to uh, learn the language. I assume the language of uh, the people in Moab is not the same as the people in Israel. It would have been a Semitic language, but... But they had been isolated since the time of Lot. Yeah. And as Orpah goes back to Moab, Ruth's got to be saying, well, well, maybe I'd be going back there with her. Yeah, and so (laughs) this is a a trial, but the blessings that came out of it. And so, yeah, you're right. I really think, I hope you're thinking to yourself... Okay, I too need to bless God for the many ways in which he has turned trials and tragedies in my life into beautiful things, things that bring glory to him and will ultimately bring reward to me. Absolutely. And again, that's the whole matter of being lovingly, laurelly dedicated to God. That's no, good. no matter you know what yeah. the course of life and its tragedies and its losses, but in life itself, I think again it's not a guarantee. But in life itself, we can see the benefits of 
being faithful to God. We all want to be Kessid Christians. Kessid is loyal love, right? As you've said, that's God, but also God wants us to be that way. So let's be Christians that are Because if we are, we are going to keep 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 grace in focus. Thank you, gentlemen, for that interesting discussion. Our goal at the Grace Evangelical Society is to teach Scripture clearly and without confusion. One of the best tools for that clarity, we believe, is our website. It's faithalone.org. That's faithalone.org. On our site, we have all kinds of materials that are designed to help you mature and grow in your faith and your understanding of Scripture. Please come visit us at faithalone.org. That's faithalone.org. You'll be glad you did. God loves a cheerful giver, and that's why we think our financial partners are some of the happiest people in the world. If you would like to learn how to become a financial partner with Grace and Focus, we would very much appreciate it. Learn more at faithalone.org. It's really exciting to hear from our listeners. So if you've got a question, comment, or feedback, I hope you'll reach out to us. Best way to do that is through email. Here is our email address. It's radio at faithalone.org. That's radio at faithalone.org. On the next Grace in Focus, we are going to start a new series on wisdom literature and various scriptures in the book of Proverbs. I hope you'll join us then. This is the Grace Evangelical Society. Until next time, let's keep grace in focus. The preceding has been a listener-supported ministry from the Grace Evangelical Society.